morning, everyone, and welcome to Healing School. And as Apostle says, Healing School is a place where people come to hear and to be healed. Amen. We're going to have some fun today. I'm Pastor Leo. I'm sitting in for Apostle Aaron, Prophet Helen. I thank God for them, for every opportunity they give me that entrusting me to teach the word. Amen. And I do not take that lightly at all. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to have some fun. So get your pen and paper. As Apostle says, get ready to take some real good notes. And if you like me, you get your coffee or you might have some tea or some orange juice and have it there just to drink a little bit. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for understanding. We thank you for revelation knowledge, for strengthening us, maturing us grounding us and we thank you father that we are walking under an open heaven that your blessings are overtaking us healing is overtaking us in jesus name amen amen and amen glory to god glory to god uh today we're going to be talking about make the decision make the decision uh, sounds weird like what decision <laughs> We were talking about make the decision. This is just a revelation, something that in my own study time, just over the things that apostle and a prophet have been talking to us about, explaining to us, bringing us into different areas. You know, during our morning prayer time with the prayer team, uh, we've been going into the spirit, the spirit from the aspect of how the enemy tries to attack us and the spirit where God is in authority. Amen. That the Holy Spirit and the kingdom. Amen. And of course, the famous scripture that we all use in reference to the kingdom, Matthew 6 and 33, but seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. Amen. Me and my wife, my wife and I, we were just kind of meditating, talking about the kingdom over some scriptures, over praying over some things regarding our family, ministry, whatever. Amen. And talking about the kingdom. And I made a list of things. Um, for those of you, of course, I mean, you don't know me personally, but I like like movies like King Arthur about kingdom stuff because you see the kingdom, you see how people interact with the king and all the other foolishness that goes on in, in the kingdom. But reference to God and his kingdom, we get out through watching that, I, I just get an idea of how kingdom operates, you know, over here in America. We understand a democracy. We understand a republic. We don't really have an understanding of kingdom, what it what it's like, what it was like to be in a kingdom. So just writing a few things down in reference to kingdom, it's a way of thinking, it's a way of speaking, a way of acting, you know, a certain type of behavior. God's kingdom is a kingdom of love. It's a kingdom of light, life, kingdom of power, royalty. We have our heavenly hosts, army, it's a kingdom, that's a protection is available, provided, it's things of a kingdom, right? 
The king and his citizens make up the kingdom. Uh, there's provision, resources, storehouses. There are plans and purposes in a kingdom. Every individual that's in the kingdom has a purpose. Whether small or great, they serve a purpose. They grow up to either be a part of the army. They grow up to be a part of the king's court. They grow up to follow in the business that their father was in, whether it was uh, steelwork, masonry work, whatever, building things. They had a purpose. They had a plan, things that they wanted to do. Everybody had a purpose in the kingdom. Even as citizens, they had purpose, whether it was to go out and conduct business for the kingdom. They spoke about the kingdom. You had healers in the kingdom, right? All of these things. God is the healer. So we have all of these things available. I just wrote it down because I wanted to get a visual. My, I lay my eyes on something just to see all of the things that we have. Uh, there's learning. You know, of course, there's school. You know, uh, the library, the history, all of the different things. The, the laws of the kingdom are written down where people can go and study and enhance their knowledge and understanding and grow in the things of the kingdom, right? And so we just kind of went down that path. It led us to different areas. And how I'm just sharing that with you this morning, amen? You know, and these are the things that we have access to in the kingdom. You know, we have that understanding. We have that growth. We have all of these things available. And a lot of times people get saved you know, and they come into the, the faith life, but they don't really fully understand everything that has been forwarded to them. So we need to understand that. And it's about a decision. It's about a decision that we have to make. But one of the, as looking up the scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, I looked up the word seek. All words, right? You think you know a word. You think you understand a word. <laughs> Till you actually look up the word, amen. And it just—it's good to do that. Uh, we've shared blueletterbible.com or .org is a good resource. If you don't have a Greek and Hebrew, a physical book, Greek and Hebrew concordance, that is a good resource. But when you look up the word "seek," the word "seek," seek in order to find. To seek in order to find out by thinking, meditating, reasoning, to inquire into. To seek, i.e. require or demand. To crave, demand something from someone. When you seek after something, you make the decision. This is part of how I got the title for today's lessons. You make the decision that the thing that is being sought after, whether it's revelation or information, healing, prosperity, wealth, is of great importance and necessary. The way a law lawyer seeks out the truth in a case in order to either convict or defend, it's important. They seek after it. In questioning their client, they're making a demand on information that this client has to release that information. We make a demand on it. God's power is always available at every moment. Amen. So going back, they make a demand on that information. I, I used to watch Perry Mason, Matlock, right? 
these these shows of the past and how they would go after the information and then they would seek that information out and they would make a demand on that information. And it was important if it was their client to make sure they released and told everything regarding the situation so that they could defend them effectively. And it's the same way with God. When we seek God, he doesn't hold back his revelation. He releases everything to us so that we can have the full truth and and walk in that full truth about what he has provided for us. But we have to make the decision to make the demand, to seek after it, to go after it. I like the way it said, to crave it. People want some people, individuals, they want healing, they desire healing, but they don't really crave it because if you craved it, you wouldn't be watching the TV as much as you did. You wouldn't get involved in other outside conversations. You would be craving, man, I got to get to the word. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I don't have time right now. I got to take care of something. I'll talk to you later because you crave. You ever seen somebody crave a piece of cake? (laughs) their favorite food, a person who's hungry, and they're like, man, I got to eat. If I don't eat, I might might hurt somebody. (laughs) They crave it. They desire it. They go after it. They seek after it. Amen? And anybody that tries to get in their way to stop them from getting there, they run from it. Right? They they take them out. (laughs) Don't get in their way. So you have to crave this thing. A person who's addicted to something, they crave it. They're willing to do anything to get to that next fix. We have to have make sure we treat the word of God the same way. We got to get on it. When am I going to get my next fix? Come on, Holy Spirit. Show me some more about this scripture. I'm hungry. I'm craving. Release it. Demand it. Man, I can demand something from God. Yes, he wants you to. He wants you to make it. A demand on the things that he's provided. He has provided, freely given it to us, freely has given us healing and deliverance. And he wants us to make a demand. Why would I give you something and say it's there, it's available, use it whenever you need it, and you don't use it? That's a slap in my face. Like, come on, man, I'm here to help you. Why would you do that? It's there. Make a demand on it. Use it. So we seek after this. We make the decision to go after it. We make the decision, amen, to find it out. Sometimes in making that decision, and these are one of the things that, you know, me and my wife, we discuss. Sometimes in making that decision, it means letting go of something. Letting go of that habit. Letting go of that way you thought. Letting go of, right? Letting go of something that you have been holding on to, that unforgiveness you've been holding on to for so long. You want to receive your healing. You want to receive the breakthrough. You want to receive and walk in restoration. And you you have to make the decision to seek after it, make that demand. But then you're going to have to release something. You're going to have to let go. I can't think about that like that no more. Yes, I can't I can't see that that way. I have to let go of that thought. What what happens a lot of times is people 
It's people that we get saved and we want to hold on to the old things and receive the new things at the same time. Well, I just can't let go of what they did me. You have to. You got to let it go. In order for you to move forward, you got to let that go. You have to make a decision. It, you have to make that decision. It has to be something that you are desperately seeking after. You Again, you make the decision that whatever you are seeking after is of great importance. It's The word of God is necessary. It's how we got here. It's how everything was made, right? Without Without him, the word of God was not anything made that has been made. So the word of God made it. So the word of God is of utmost importance. Our apostle, um, again, and we have to realize that God's power is of always available at every moment. But we have to make the decision to access it. The power to heal is available right now. The power of the kingdom is here now. We made the decision to be a part of that kingdom, and now it's here now. It's here at every moment. At every moment. Right now, it's here. You can be healed now. Make the decision within yourself to say, you know what? I'm going. I'm healed already. I'm not going to play around with it anymore. I'm not going to question it or second guess it. I am healed now. I am delivered now. I am walking in prosperity and wealth. Now I'm walking in the blessing now, it's overtaking me. This is the decision that I'm making. And with that decision comes a lifestyle change. It come, There comes a lifestyle change. Amen? Our apostle and our prophet, they said, if we supply the faith, God supplies the power. If we seek the power of God, God releases the power. If we make a demand on God's power, God's power shows up. Amen. So if we supply the faith, we supply the demand. Right. God supplies the supply. <laughs> Amen. Supply and demand. We supply the demand. We make a demand for it. We need it. We need it constantly. All the time. So we make a demand for it at every moment. Whenever we say something, whenever we speak, we make a demand for it. When we speak peace, when we speak joy, when we say favor, we're making a demand on God's power. When we say we're healed, we're making a demand on his power. We're making a decision that the power of God is needed. We're making a decision to only seek out the power of God. We're making a decision to only seek out the kingdom, his way, okay? I understand how I'm feeling about this situation, but I'm making a decision to go after the way God sees it. God, how do you see this situation? Turn to this script. Turn to that script and he'll bring you through series of scriptures and meditations and prayer. You praise in him, praise and over it. Praise is a way of seeking after it. That's another form of seeking. When you praise God, Apostle has shared, when you praise, God shows up. When you praise, God shows up. The power shows up. That's making a demand. We stand in the face of every situation and we make a demand on the power of God. It sounds like, man, you know, I thought as I was looking over this and thinking about this, I'm like, man, you mean you demanding God? No, you're not. You're demanding what he's provided. It's not you demanding God like you. he's beneath you. You're demanding what he's provided. If I come to you and put a million dollars in your bank account, 
you're gonna make a de- you're gonna make a demand. You're gonna make a demand while I'm standing there with you <laughs> on that money. Amen. You're gonna make a demand. Well, in our heavenly account, there's healing there. God is standing right there with you. And he wants you to make a demand right there in the enemy's face. Make a demand on it. Dare the enemy to say something about it. Then make another demand. Damn, say something about that. Then make three more demands. See, every time the enemy try to open up his crazy mouth, lying mouth, make a demand. Okay, devil, we could play this game all day. Every time you say something crazy, I'm going to say something. And just start demanding some stuff. Start praying for the neighbor. You're not going to, the devil might say, you're not going to make it. Okay, I'm going to make a demand. My neighbor is blessed. My community is blessed. Say something else. My job is blessed. The lady who tried to cuss me out at the job, she blessed. I'm I'm blessing everybody. Every time you open up your mouth, Satan, I'm going to open up my mouth and make a demand. And we're going to play this game all day. And by the end of the day, I'm going to have everything. I'm going to take everything back from you that you stole. He'll shut up. <laughs> Amen. When he says something, you make a demand from the kingdom. Because when he attacks you, he's attacking the kingdom. Amen. Remember, the kingdom is in you. Any attack on you is an attack on the kingdom. Any attack on a brother or sister in the kingdom, of the, it's an attack on the kingdom. Stand up and make a demand. Amen. That's that's our purpose. So remember the, the, the list of things that I wrote down in the beginning. Excuse me. The list of things that I wrote down in the beginning. One of the things was plans and purposes. Our plan, the plan, our purpose, our plan in the kingdom is to make a demand. To seek out justice for others. Love your neighbor as yourself. If a neighbor is struggling, a brother or sister in Christ is struggling, that's in the kingdom. We, we cannot allow that. We make a demand. We make a decision that we stand up for the kingdom. And we only speak what the king says. See, in the kingdom, that's one of the things that we, we've learned. But in a kingdom, the people have the same mind, supposed to have the same mindset as the king. When you're dealing in the world and worldly affairs, you know, you got something that's trying to overthrow the king. We saw what happened when Satan tried to do that. Right? So, but in God's kingdom, we take on his thoughts. We take on his way of thinking. And we act it out. We, we, we frame our mind according to that. Our words are framed according to that. And we begin to go out and conduct kingdom business. And we make demands. The power of God is flowing. The power of God is flowing. Our faith makes the demand to release that power. Again, if we seek the power of God, if we seek the power, God releases the power. If we seek healing, God releases the healing. If we make a demand on God's power, God's healing, healing shows up. Whatever you need shows up if it's in the kingdom. So that's why we have to study and find out what is in the kingdom, what has been afforded to us. Amen. In order to receive, you must make the decision. Making the decision is renewing the mind. 
Making the decision starts with renewing the mind. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Familiar scriptures. Amen. And it says, I'm going to read it from the Amplified. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies. That's a decision. You had to make that decision. Presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God which is a reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. The decision. You made a decision to do that. But now you need to understand what all comes with the decision. To a lot of people, say, man, I need to get saved because they hear a great message, they hear the teaching, and, and it's just, it's touching them, right? And it's confirming some things in them, and they get saved. And that's why Apostle and Prophet always say it's good to be in a good Bible. Te- Thank God we have great, uh, great Bible teachers, right, that we can learn from. Because a person who's not in a good Bible teaching ministry, they won't really understand the fullness of the decision that they made. And eventually they'll fall back into their old ways. That happened to me when I was younger. God saved me. I was excited, ready. But I was in a ministry that... There's a lot of preaching, not a lot of teaching. And I wound up falling back. And in that process, I began to pray, Lord, where I need to go? Show me. I didn't just get up and leave, but I prayed. And he led me to this ministry. Now, I'm not going to go into all of the details about how it happened, but just know God was in the works. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) <laughs> the number the number came all the way from California. Just understand that. All the way from California, we have family, and they knew Apostle and Prophet, and they met, and I got the number. Showed up in my house. Amen? The number showed up in my house, and I, I called and been here ever since. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. God has a way of doing, doing things. Amen? Seeking out after you. Plans and purposes. But again... Presenting your bodies. It's a decision. Watch this. Do not be conformed to this world, this age. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, be not conformed to this world, this age fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. The way they think. How they go about making their decisions. Emotional decisions mainly. If you really understand in the world, people make a lot of emotional decisions out of fear, right? Anger, you know, jealousy, envy, fear of loss, fear of not enough, inferiority. People make decisions based on that. How the world operates. They make a lot of emotional, erratic decisions. They're not stable, right? Don't be conformed to that. Don't don't make your decisions from that mindset. Be transformed by the entire 
renewal of your mind. So don't just renew your mind it's about salvation, but don't re- and then don't renew your mind about prosperity and healing. That's what some people have done. They've renewed their mind about, yes, Jesus saves. But when you start talking to them about healing and prosperity, oh man, you know, God, God ain't about all of that. He, he don't want, want us to fool with all of that. And, you know, healing without with our apostles say healing without with the apostles or that prosperity gospel, man, that's the, that's the devil's gospel. Really? See, they only renewed their mind to one aspect of the kingdom. They haven't re- the entire renewal. I like the way it says that. But be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind. When you come into the kingdom, like if I go live into another country, I have to unlearn everything I thought I knew to learn their ways, their customs. So when we come into the kingdom of God, we have to forget what we know. Because it's not like that. And we have to begin to renew our mind entirely. Okay. Lord, I know in the the system that I was in, this is how they operated with medicine and healing and, and, and eating right and all of these different things. But what about in the kingdom? How does that operate in the kingdom? How does that work in the kingdom? A new way of seeing. You know, I know this is how they handle finances and everything in, in the system that I came from. But in your kingdom, how does that? I need to know about that. All right. I know in the in the system where I came from, marriage, you know, man, phew, marriage was rough and they handle it very wrong. I've, I've seen it now in the kingdom. How do I handle that? See, and the entire renewal, every sub. How do I deal with my children from the perspective of the kingdom? How do I communicate with my spouse from the perspective of the kingdom? How do I com- work on my job from the perspective of the kingdom? See, now I have to make new decisions. But I have to renew my mind entirely. Now, I know I'm talking about a lot of different things. This this is healing school. But even in reference to healing, how do we make decisions? What do we do from the kingdom perspective? What happens when the diet and the exercise don't work? There are situations where people diet and exercise and do all of the right things and it still don't work. What happens when you run into that brick wall? Now you got to operate from the kingdom perspective and say, okay, I've been trying this. I've been trying that, but something is still off. I need to know how to handle that. Okay. And then the Holy Spirit will bring you, guide you. See, the Holy Spirit is the governor of the kingdom. When a kingdom, a king took over a place, then the governor went in to teach the people of that area about the customs, how to operate in the custom. They bring people into the kingdom. They're being taught how to operate in the kingdom. The Holy Spirit is that person. So he's here to lead us and guide us in how to make the proper decisions of the kingdom. He's not going to speak of himself. But whatsoever he hears, what is he hearing? About the kingdom, about God. He's talking to you about God. He's talking to you about Jesus. When you go to God, he talks to you about Jesus. He talks to you about the Holy Spirit. When you go to Jesus, he talks to you about God. He talks to you about the Holy Spirit. They're not going to speak of themselves, but they're going to talk about the kingdom and the aspects of the kingdom. 
and the decisions of the kingdom, how to walk in the decision of the kingdom that you've made, that decision. Say it this way. All right. You you used to turn it, turn it this way, turn it that way now. Handle it this way. Through meditation. Through meditation. Submission. You're submitting. The decision to submit. I'm giving my life. Present your bodies. Living sacrifices. That's submission. Hold and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Submission. Decision to submit to the ways of the kingdom. Yeah, I can go out here all, how they say, all willy-nilly. And just do whatever I want, say whatever I want, but that's not kingdom. What if I say something that don't line up with the word, right? I mean, that's a lot. A lot of that is going on today, right? People saying a lot of things that don't line up with the word. People in church saying things that don't line up with the word, right? It's everywhere. It's infection. It, it has infected. Getting back to the basics, getting back to the kingdom, foundation, God himself. So be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. Be re Your mind being renewed with the word of God. God's word is his thought about whatever situation you face. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Amen. He said, for I know the thoughts. And plans. This is the Amplified Classic. I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. That's decisions. I know the decisions I've made about you. Now I'm going to send these decisions. I'm going to send these thoughts, send these plans towards you. In the King James, that's how it reads. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. One day I was studying and I said, man, that sounds different. I know I can think about you, but he said, think toward you. He's sending his thoughts to you. So he's giving you the plans. He's giving you the decisions to make. What are these decisions? Now he gives voice to it. Decisions, thoughts, plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. Thoughts about peace? Speak peace. Thoughts about healing? I, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for your healing. I know the decisions about your healing that, that I'm sending towards you. Thoughts and plans of healing. Not evil, not sickness, not disease, not can't make it. To give you hope and expect it in. Right? And the, and the message says to give you the future you hope for. To give you the future. You hoping for the future. God, you hoping for a particular outcome in your future. God says, here it is. Make the decision. Make the decision to renew your mind on that. Make the decision to speak that. You know, there have been times I found myself thinking about things negatively. You know, your mind can just run rampant. And have you going all over the place? And you end up in a place and it's like, man, how did I get here? <laughs> what have, what was I thinking about? And then you have, and then you, you go into a situation and you make a decision based on that 
negative thought. And then after you wake up out of the out of that craziness that you were in, right? You kind of step back and you look at it and it's like, man, what was what was I thinking? You're looking at yourself like, mm-mm. Man, what was you thinking? <laughs> man, that was the dumbest thing I ever said. That was the dumbest thing I ever did. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> you step back. Amen. You step back. So you you have to make decisions differently. See things differently. Glory to God. Amen. You you can't go that way anymore. So your your thoughts and decisions are not of evil. Again, like I said, when you allow your mind to just run separate and apart from God, man, it's everywhere. I mean, we see that today. People are in their emotions so deeply. Thoughts of, and they're having thoughts of murder and they're acting it out. A man and a woman in in marriage and the, the thoughts of divorce come up and they act it out because that's all they've been thinking about. That's all they've been thinking. Laying in it, sobbing in it, talking about it with other people. And they agree with me. Yeah, I leave him too. And I leave her too. No spirit at all. No wisdom being spoken. No truth being spoken. Your emotions are saying a lot of things, but that doesn't mean it. That's not the truth. You know, my mom used to say, Leo, you know, there's your side, the other person's side, but then there's the truth. Right? So y'all let go of what y'all saying and you follow the truth. Amen. We make our decisions differently in the kingdom. We have to understand the decision we made to be in the kingdom. Comes with a certain lifestyle change, thought change, word change. Our thoughts and our words, it's the same thing. Your thoughts and words are the same. Thoughts become words. Words become thoughts. They're the same, interchangeable. And, and when those two get together and, and you're going back and forth, and you're thinking and you're saying it, then you act it out. Your actions is a physical manifestation of your thoughts. I'm going on vacation to Disney World. You said that. You thought about it. You've been thinking about it. The next thing you know, you show up in Disney World. That's one of my family's favorite places. Well, the kids in my family's favorite place to go. <laughs> they like the rides, right? But we plan it. We talk about it. We think about it. We show up. It's a physical manifestation of our thoughts. So think about it like this. You've been manifesting. You've been manifesting all the time. So now on the side of the kingdom, when we make a decision to follow the kingdom, it's the same process. You meditate it. You talk about it. You speak it. You decree it. You declare it. The fact that you are even thinking about it is proof that it is manifested. The fact that you can even speak about it is proof that it's here. It's real. If it wasn't real and it didn't exist, you wouldn't think I'll talk about it. But because it is real, because it does exist, because it is here, it is available, we talk about it. 
we make a decision. The decision. Not just a decision. The decision. The absolute decision. To talk about the kingdom. To meditate on the kingdom. To think about healing. To think about his power. Sometimes we just have to stop and think about the power of God. How powerful that is. In the book of Ephesians, say that we may know the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, which he demonstrated in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now, that's awesome. I mean, you got to stop and think about this. This is a power that. It didn't. It Lazarus was dead for four days. And that power raised him from the dead. That same power raised Jesus from the dead, himself from the dead in three days. That word, that thought, that power, that decision. And he has made that available to us to do the same thing, to release it. It is available. Man, but you just, I never seen it. You know, you don't see it. Man, it's available. It's there. You, you got to spend time praying, meditating, praising the Lord and interacting with it. And it shows up. There are situations that I've experienced and it shows up. When you make a demand for it, when you humble yourself to the point where, Lord, I cannot do this without you. And I'm right here with you. Look at this scripture. Look at that scripture. Pay attention to this word. Like Apostle says, pay attention to words. The whole God is going to point out a word. Man, you know what? I've never seen that word like that before. I've never understood that like that before. Pay attention. Seek out. Seek it out. Make a demand on the power of God. Amen. Glory to God. I don't want to get caught up too much, but man, the word of God is alive. Glory to God. So he know the decisions he made about us. So we agree with that decision. We come into agreement. Don't make a decision based on the way the world operates, its laws and ideologies. Watch this. The world says freedom of speech. And people take that out of context. <laughs> freedom of speech does not mean giving your opinion about everything. Freedom of speech means to defend justice. If you see something wrong happening, you speak up about it. But if I don't like the color of your shoes, I I can keep that to myself. <laughs> right? Freedom of speech doesn't mean you can go around insulting people. So in the kingdom, I was talking to my wife about this last night. In the kingdom, you know, we there's no free speech. Because if we're in the kingdom and we are spirit Beings, born again, recreated spirits like God. Speaking spirits with creative power. And understand the power we have with our words. Truly understand the power of our words. There's no such thing as free speech. We're not saying any and everything. Because we understand how detrimental it could be. Because once we speak it, it's out there. That power is released. You see, 
So we have to make a decision to give up that free speech and say, man, I'm only saying what God says, because if I say anything else, I'm going to set another series of things in motion. So we make a decision about healing and say, you know what? I know they got all of these commercials on TV talking about all of these different symptoms, all of these different diseases. You see it on the news, read it in books, read it in the newspaper. It comes up on your phone when you're scrolling on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, wherever you're at. All of these different symptoms. And you know what? I mean, then people agreeing with it. Man, you know what? I have been feeling in my arm. You know, I think I might have that. You see? Didn't say it. Didn't release it. Man, that person makes me so sick. Get ready to be sick. And it gets on my last nerve. Oh, boy. Something about to start hurting. You better watch out. That pain coming. See how easy it is to find ourselves saying things. Not really thinking about the things we say. But as spiritual, born-again spirit beings, with the power of God on the inside of us, we got to speak. We got to be more mindful of what we're saying. You know, it is injustice for us to speak anything contrary to the word of God. We coming against it. When we speak contrary of the kingdom, we coming against the kingdom. We don't want to find ourselves in that position. We have to make the decision. I support the, def- the, the kingdom. I defend the kingdom. I speak healing only. I speak health only. Right? Even over the, the diet, even over your vitamins, your pills you take, speak the word of God over it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release the power of God over this meal, over these vitamins, over these, over this medicine in the name of Jesus. And I speak healing into my body. And when you go to the doctor and they say, okay, you don't need that no more. What you did? <laughs> the power of God. I prayed over it. Amen. Yeah, right now you you have to pray over everything you eat, even vegetables, stuff they're trying to do with this stuff out here. They talk about the pesticides and all of these different things. Man, you got to pray over everything. You got to speak the word of God over everything, right? Oh, I thank you. Every organ in my body is covered in the name of Jesus. No hurt, harm, or danger. That's what he said. These signs shall follow them that believe if they take up anything deadly, it shall not hurt or harm them. Sometimes we find ourselves, we could find yourself in a taking up something dead and don't even realize you're doing it. Come on, we, we got you know people who've had food poisoning. Out eating and got food poisoning. What happened? They took up something deadly. Before the, that's why we say grace, man. Pray that. Pray the power of God down on that plate of food, right? (laughs) That it does not harm you. See, that's what's available to us. That's it's there. Use it. God gave us faith to use it, not to just let it sit up on the over the fireplace as a as an ornament and, and admire it. No. 
want you to use it. I want you to decree some things. Make a demand. See, seek the kingdom. Make a demand on the things in the kingdom. Make the demand. Make the demand. Amen. So don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind in its entirety. Glory to God. Man, the glory to God is good. So good. Amen. Scriptures to meditate on. Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Meditate on that. 1 Corinthians 2. I wrote 9 through 16, but it's really verse 16. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, 9 through 16. Amen. Let me get that up for you. I want to read that last verse. Glory to God. I pray, God, this is blessing. You're blessing me. Amen. Glory to God. First Corinthians 9 and 16, it says. I'm sorry, I put up the wrong one. <laughs> Glory to God. First Corinthians 2 and 16. Please forgive me. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. In parentheses, at the end of that, I want you to write, because in the King James Version, it says, For who had known the mind of the Lord, that he may, in, that he may instruct him, that he may instruct God. But we have the mind of Christ, that he may instruct us. See, we don't, we don't instruct him. We, of course, we understand that. For who had known the mind of the Lord that they may instruct God? No, we have his mind so he can instruct us. We have his thoughts. So you can go around, oh, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Look up the word Christ, the anointed one. And his anointing. I have the mind of the anointing. Kingdom. I have the mind of the kingdom. Healing. I have the mind of healing. I have the mind of peace. I have the mind of peace. You decree and you declare it. You make a demand. You speak it over yourself. How, you know, I was talking to my nephew and explaining that to him. How did you get saved? I had to say I was saved. Okay. How did you become righteous? You got to say you're righteous. How did you become whole again? You have to say that if you got saved because you said you were saved, you get healed the same way. You say you're healed, right? You say you're delivered. You say you're set free. You make the decision that this is what I'm going to say. You make the decision. These are my words. These are my thoughts. This is how I live now. Man, such and such. Ain't he a pain? No, he's not. He's blessed and highly favored. You must be looking at the wrong person. No, I know what I'm looking at. You need to change your mind. You can't, we're not just talking about people no more. You can't pass our opinion on people no more. Why? We're releasing that. And then it shows up in our life. Because we said that. Now it's going to show up. And you watch this. We have to protect our kids. Not just ours. Everybody. Our neighbors. Our, with our words. We're saying things. We're just putting stuff out there. Glory to God. You know, God gave me this thought to think about something. 
How think about the number of people in the world, right? As of 2021, it's 7.8 billion. 7.8 billion. And you think about this. Let's just say, for sake of conversation, one billion of those people are Christians. But then you still have six billion people speaking the curse and don't understand what they're doing. And we understand why the world is the way it is. You got six people, billion people in agreement about the curse, saying the same thing, speaking the same thing, acting, right? One, uh, six billion people in agreement with the same thoughts about any and every situation, same thoughts about healing, same thoughts about sick. Oh, Lord, this hurts so bad. And, oh, the government is doing this, just the food and doing this and killing people and making people sick and this, that, and the other, and saying all kind of negative, crazy stuff coming out of their mouth. Six billion people agreeing about the same thing. That's why the world is the way it is. They're in agreement. Didn't, didn't God say that with the Tower of Babel? We have to confound their language. Because these people are one, and anything that they imagine to do, it, they won't be stopped. Imagination is thoughts. Thoughts become words. Anything they say is going to come to pass. Now we're back into agreeing again. Instead, they were trying to resurrect a tower to heaven, but that tower has been resurrected on the inside of people. In their in their mind, in the soul realm, and they're speaking these things and releasing that into the world, into their communities, into their countries, to the nation. All of that stuff is affecting everybody. Is saying the same thing. Any particular area, city, you and you have people saying the same thing negatively. In agreement. But God has given us the power. And authority. Glory to God. To change all of that. Glory to God. To hold some of this stuff back. To prevent some of this. A lot of this stuff from happening. Even in our own bodies. Speaking against the, the curse of healing. Of, of sickness I mean. Excuse me. Speaking against the curse of sickness and disease, he's given us the power to reverse that. Family members have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And here we are, find ourselves talking about the word of God, the kingdom and power. Why? Because it's time to reverse that. It's time to make the decision to change that. It stops here. How do they say? The buck stops here. <laughs> Amen. We change it. We reverse it. We're not allowing it to linger anymore. Glory to God. Glory to God.